All right, grab your Bibles. Uh, and, and we don't even have full media today because literally the projection you see behind me, we weren't sure was going to be available until last evening. So uh, we're still on our way ramping up. Thank you for your uh, understanding in that. I want to give you uh, a message that I feel like God gave me. Next weekend, I'm beginning a brand new series. On, uh, on uh, Usually in the summer, I teach you a book study or two. Uh, next week, I'm kicking off a brand new series on the life of Nehemiah, uh, the book of Nehemiah. Uh, there is probably no greater comeback story in all of the Bible than the story of Nehemiah. And uh, there was some stuff that had been torn down, some stuff that felt they had been in quarantine for a number of years in Babylon. And they decided, I'm not going to stay just because they burned it down and tore it down and things don't look together doesn't mean we have to stay torn down, beat down in quarantine. We can rebuild everything the enemy tore down in Jesus' name. That's better preaching than you're ready for. And I haven't preached live in... I've been preaching to a camera, and that camera don't amen. And my staff don't amen like y'all do. So, so just buckle up, and I want you to begin to invite your friends and family. Again, tell them how safe it is. Tell them how secure. Tell them the the precautions that we're taking. But let's just, hey, we'll add, we have this building literally all day. We can do 10 services on Sunday if we want to, and we will if you'll keep bringing friends and family and God keeps having, giving us revival in Jesus' name. We're going to keep... Our staff didn't clap about 10 services, but <laughs> next weekend, 9 and 11, 9 and 11. Don't forget that, and we're so excited uh, for that. Come on, grab your Bibles. Let's pray. Father, thank you for God's Word. I open my heart today to the Word of God. Whatever it is you want to say to me, my answer is yes before you even ask. God, I thank you that I get to be back in God's house with God's people. And uh, I'm thankful that we get to be in a country where worship is encouraged, where we have a, a government, even in our state. Thank you, God, for our city and state officials who guided us and allowed us to meet again. Blessing on them. God, I open my heart to your Word today. Make me better in Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen. Come on, shout a better amen. 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 I want to preach today and try to get your mind back on track to have faith in God. How many of you, there have been a couple of days in the last four months, you felt like, I'm going to lose it if I stay here one more day. Come on. <laughs> if you're not raising your hand, your spouse is. Come on, somebody. Or if you're not raising your hands, you don't have small, ch small children. That's, that's what I know. Because if you have small children about two weeks into this, you started thinking, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come, <laughs> This is a good time for the rapture. Come on, somebody. This is the right time. And, and I want to help get your mind back. And, and I want to help you today have faith in God. Because I really think even though it seems like everything in the world is shaking, you don't have to be shaken. Even though it feels like everything's just trying to survive, like just the, it seems like the economy, it seems, honestly, there's some cities in America that are on the brink of just collapse and oh, what are we going to do and are we going to survive? But listen to me, look in my eyes. The people of God are not meant to survive. You are meant to thrive even in the worst of conditions. Say amen to that. You're meant to stand firm when everything else is shaking all around you. Matter of fact, the Bible says you're a city on a... Well, that sounds good. I'd name a church that if I were you. 
You're a city on a hill. Come on, you're supposed to be the one that people look to and go, there's some stability. There's some hope. There's the way it's supposed to be. When all the rest of the world is full of hatred and violence and accusing and pointing fingers and disunity in the church of Jesus Christ, it's no, you're my brother and you're my sister and we're in this together. And we can thrive together. And I want you to thrive this summer and I don't want you just to survive. Have you ever been at a point in your life, maybe you're there now, I feel like we are together as a church where you just needed God to shift some things in your life. I just need things to shift in a different direction. I need to move some things. You ever woke up one day and said, today's the day, I'm starting the diet. I've done that every Monday for the last 10, 15 years. Today's the day. I just need a shift, and then I shift right on down to Krispy Kreme in Jesus' name. I just need, and it's closer to church today. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I just need a shift. I, 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 uh, when, I, when I moved to Texas, when Brandon and I moved here, uh, when we moved to Bernie, we were living in Texas in Austin. When I moved to Bernie and, and we moved here to play in a church, we didn't know anybody, we didn't know anything, but we knew we were going to be a, a church that met in a portable location for a season. And so we, had to, we bought uh, trailers and we were going to pull. And so I needed a truck because when you pastor in Texas, you need a truck. Come on, somebody. So I, so it was literally one of the first things that I bought when I got here was a new F1, not a new one, new to me, F-150 extended cab lariat with heated and cold seats. Come on, somebody. And, and that's my Ford F-150 brother right there. And, and, and I, when I first got it, we started pulling those trailers, and some of our team will remember this. The first couple of weeks, we were pulling those trailers. Every time I would, I would, I would go to pull off, it would, it would kick really hard. And I thought it was the trailer, like a tat. I thought we had a problem. I had a towing package. Come on, I, I, listen. I may be little, but your boy's got a big old truck, you know? And I thought it was the towing package or something going on with the trailer. And, 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 but, but then I, when I would disconnect the trailer, it would do it again. I would go to take off and it would sh- there would be a shifting problem in there. And, and I took it to, to the dealership and found out what was going on. And they fixed really quick. There was a thing with the flux capacitor that couldn't, and, and, it, and they and got it all together. There's some times in your life, listen close, when you're in a shift that life feels bumpy. And if you're not careful, you'll misinterpret it as something's wrong with me, something's wrong with God, something's wrong in my life, when really God's just trying to shift you somewhere else. God's trying to shift some things in your life. God God may be trying to give you some stuff you never thought was possible in a shift. Can I get a better amen than that? It happened to the prophet, it happened to Moses. He's in the Old Testament. He's led the children of Israel out of Egypt. You know this story. They're in the wilderness and they are begging for something that they don't currently have. That doesn't sound like me or you at all. They're complaining about what they do have and begging for what they don't have. Numbers 11 and 31, if you have your Bibles, flip there, flip there on your tablet or your phone or just look at Facebook on your phone. I can't tell what you're looking at. Numbers 11, 31, the Bible says it like this. Now Moses was talking to God about all the problems that the people of God were complaining about. And the Bible says, Now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. And it brought them down all around the camp to about three feet above the ground. Catch this. As far as a day's walk in any direction. Let me read it to you in a different way. God sent, it could could literally say it like this, God shifted the wind 
out of the sea so that quail came and, and it caused them to fill up their camp three feet high as far as they could walk in any direction. Are there any hunters in the building today? Come on, wouldn't you love if God would do that for you for a big old buck one day? Just God, send it, just send a wind my way and let one fall right yonder. You know what I mean? And just three feet deep. Let me give you a little background of the scripture. Israel is in this long journey through the wilderness, headed to the promised land, and all they had to eat was manna. Manna. Manna is literally just a bread that God would rain down. They would come out in the morning and manna would be on the ground. It was a bread type substance. And they get tired of eating bread and start complaining to Moses. Let me pause here and ask you, who complains about bread? You know you're backslidden when you start complaining about bread. All the vegans, come on. All, all, I mean, when you start, everybody on keto right now is like, oh, it's, it's okay, I can do it with soy. You can't do it with soy. They're, they're complaining about bread, fresh, hot, sourdough on the ground in the morning. Oh. And they walk out of their tents and God bakes fresh manna every day for them. It's amazing how you'll start complaining about stuff you used to pray for in the wilderness. God, I wish I had more time with my kids. Okay, here's four months. God, kill these kids. God, God I wish I had more time with my spouse. Okay, here's, here, here's some extended time. Oh, God, get me back to work, right? I can't do one more week. I cannot stand to be with this man one more day in this house. Get him out of my house. Complaining about everything. Your spouse, your kids are on my nerves. What I have is not good enough. The house you're currently in that you're complaining about, you used to beg God for. Right? The car that you're driving that you're so ashamed of was the car you asked, God, please let me get through. You know my credit score is eight. Please let me get this car, God. Let me get this car. I just need a car. And now you're complaining about the car. Isn't that, isn't that the way I... Am I the only one that does that or anybody else normal? They're complaining about... So Moses goes to God and, and God says to Moses, I'm happy to give you meat. Here's what I love about the God of the Bible. He said, I'm not just going to give you meat. I'm going to only give you meat. I love that. And not just for a day or two. I'm going to give you 30 days of quail at three feet deep as far as you can walk. I love this about, oh, you want what? Oh, is that what you want? Okay, I'll give you everything you want. Be careful what you pray for, everybody. <laughs> Be careful what you complain about. Occasionally, God answers your prayer just for the fun of it, I think. Oh, really? Oh, is that what you want? Okay. So God sends quail. And, and, and it's hard for Moses to believe that quail's even coming. There's two million people here. If we butchered every head of cattle that we had, we couldn't feed uh, these people enough meat for 30 days. So the Bible says God does something supernatural. Let me pause here and tell you. If you could fix it on your own, you wouldn't need God. There are going to be some times in your life, and I think we're there, where you realize I can't do it, you can't do it. I need God to shift some stuff in my life. I need God to blow some stuff into my life. Say amen to that. I need a divine, holy shift in my life. And the people wake up in the morning and there's quail all over the ground and, and it's ready to be gathered and eaten. Is there anybody that could use a divine shift in your life? Would you just be honest and say, man, I need that. 
Like what, what I'm currently doing is not working. How it's currently going. What I currently have. It's not that I'm not grateful. It's not that I'm not thankful. It's that there's sometimes in my life where I need God to shift some stuff over. I, I need God to do what only God can do. I need God to blow my mind. I need to go from survival mode to more than enough. Come on, somebody. I need to go from the back to the front. That's a word for somebody right here on this section. <laughs> I need to go from sickness to health. Is there anybody that just is tired of being sick and tired all the time? I need to go from poverty to plenty. I need to go from weakness to strength. I need to go from depression to joy. I need to go from confusion to clarity. I need to go from hopelessness to faith in God's power. I need a shift in my life. Am I preaching to anybody in the room? Our marriage needs a shift. My parenting style needs a shift. On my job, I need a shift. In our finances, we need a shift. In my mind, the stuff nobody else can see. In my mouth, what I say. I need a divine shift that only comes from God in my life. Write this down. Let me give you some points about a divine shift. What I think God is bringing to you. I want to encourage you. Number one, believe bigger than the current conditions of your life. Believe bigger. Let me, let me raise your faith after four months of being told you're isolated, being told you, you, you got to stay home and locked up. And I, and I appreciate it and I understand why. And I'm thankful for health officials and I'm thankful for people much smarter than me and scientists and medical professionals and even those that play medical doctors on Facebook. I really appreciate those people. Those are my favorite. I, I appreciate everybody's opinion. I appreciate why we did it and all of that. But I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I believe since I got the microphone. You can't isolate people that long and expect the devil not to wreak hell in your mind, in your emotions. And you cannot do it. There are people who are already pre, predispositioned to anxiety and depression and problems. And then you isolate them. You make them feel less than human. You cover them up. You tell them not to go outside, not to be with the people they love, not to hug anybody, touch anybody. Nobody, and, and then expect them not to act like animals. That's not going to happen. But in Jesus' name, God is bringing a shift to America. He's bringing a shift to our church. He's bringing a shift to your life. And we're coming out of this. Shout amen to that. I'm, I'm believing God for bigger than my current Conditions. I don't know what size faith you currently have. You may have a gallon of faith. You may have a pint of faith. You may have just a little bit left. You, you may have a truckload of faith. There's some people that don't matter. It seems like the worse it gets, the more faith they got. I've never met a Caesar who doesn't have faith. You know what I'm saying? There's both of them right there. Amen. I've never met one. The worse it gets, Scott would call me literally in the middle of the quarantine. Scott, you were, you were a prophet to God for me in the middle of the quarantine when y'all didn't know what I was facing and I was in the cave like Elijah saying, God, kill me with the prophets of Baal. Just take me out. I'm done with this. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And my phone would ring and Scott would say, I just want you to know you're doing a good work. Stay with it. Come on, you may have a truckload of faith. Or you may have a, you may, you may just be limping your way out of quarantine with one eye half open, you know, just beat up. You may just be barely making it. Your marriage may be barely making it. You know, there are more suicides in the state of North Carolina in the last four months than in the entire year of 2019. You, 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 do, you know that, do you know that domestic abuse, ask our law enforcement today, domestic abuse, cases of domestic abuse, domestic violence, anger, problems, alcoholism, drug addiction, opioid addiction. Do you know it is sky, we're only beginning to see the effects of what's happened over the last several months. You don't think that's spiritual? You don't think the devil had anything to do with that? I'm not telling you he created this virus, but the devil never misses an opportunity to hurt people with purpose.
I want to elevate your faith. Maybe you got just a little bit. Here's what the Bible says in Romans 10. It says, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Say amen to that. It's why church is important. And this summer we're going to dive into God's Word. We're going to read it. We're going to learn it. We're going to speak it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to write it. We're going to do everything we can to get God's Word back in our life. I've heard enough of what CNN says about me and the world and the economy and race and politics. I'm ready to know what God says. I'm ready to know what God's Word is. I'm ready to know what... Come on, I don't have to have a lot of faith. I'm just going to believe bigger than where I currently am. God will send a wind. Moses is talking to God about this whole thing and he's complaining saying, God, I don't know. This don't look right. I don't know if you're going to be able to do this. And God replies back, is my arm too short that I can't reach where you are? Which basically means, Moses, I want you to reconsider the level of your faith, not based on where you are, but based on my power and my promises in your life. Don't look at your current situation. Immerse yourself in this idea. Come on. I'm just trying to pull you out of that slump. I'm going to spend the next three months pulling you out of that slump. Immerse yourself in the idea that God has a divine shift just for you. Say amen to that. That that I can believe for bigger than where I currently am. Number two, write this down. A divine shift can cause favor to come from the most unlikely and distant places. When God sends a divine shift, it can come from, the favor of God can come from the most unlikely and distant places. If I was Moses, I would think God would just double the size of my herds. Patrick, why didn't God just give all the cows six babies apiece? Well, why didn't He just use what I currently have? Because there's some stuff that's so bad that God's got to take favor and go, I'm not just going to fix a little bit of you or tweak what you've got. I'm going to do something that you can't even imagine. I'm going to bring favor and blessing into your life from a place you would have never thought possible. Say amen to that, everybody. I'm going to bring it into your life. You would have never dreamed that quail was coming in off the sea. Come on. I love a good quail. Anybody know? Let me give you just, since I love food, y'all didn't know that. Salt Grass Steakhouse has a quail appetizer. Hallelujah. It is my, my, my. (laughs) Moses didn't even know to pray for quail. And there's some times in your life, maybe you are there now, when you don't even know how to pray for what you need. I don't even know what I need, God. I just know I can't, I can't continue like I am. And God is going to send a divine shift of favor to come from unlikely places, distant places. It's happened several times for us. Our greatest blessings of provision at this church sometimes have come from faraway places we had no idea was there. The largest financial miracles in my life personally in Brandy and in our church sometimes come from pastors that we never met before, places we never could have imagined, people we didn't know or barely knew. We didn't have any idea what was going on. God sometimes just sends supernatural favor from the most unlikely places in your life. It may not be how you think the answer comes. Write this down. Most times we can't receive what God has because it doesn't come in a package that we've ever seen before. And we're creatures of habit. Where's all my creatures of habit at? Where's everybody that knows what you're going to order before you get there? I don't, I don't need a menu. Save your menu. 
I sure don't need a paper menu. Come on, somebody. I already knew what I was going to get before I got up in here. If I'm at Chewy's, I already know. There is no other thing but that boom, boom, sauce somebody. You don't have to ask me. If you don't have that on the menu, I don't know why I'm here. Because I knew I'm a creature of habit. Sometimes you get in a creature of habit. God, you've got to answer this way. God, if you don't, if it doesn't come like this, it's not from God. And sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll reject. We can't receive what God has because it doesn't come in a package that we've ever seen before. Can I pastor you for 30 seconds? Would you let me? Some people can't receive a church because it's not in the same building it's always been in. Some people can't receive a church that's not in a church building with stained glass because I've only ever known church one way and now it's in a, a conference center and I've never been to a church like that and I've never been to a church in a movie theater and I, I just didn't know God could move that way. There are times in your life you'll reject what God has for you because it doesn't come in a package you've ever seen before. <laughs> Be suspicious of every package you get from God. I don't mean suspicious, but I, I tell Brandy all the time, we talk about it, we're suspicious of every relationship we have. Now, I don't mean suspicious like, mm, what are you in this for? I don't mean that. Some of y'all are that way. You need to get deliverance from that. I don't mean suspicious of people. I'm suspicious of God brought you into my life for a reason. i got to find out why. I've never met you before. You've never been here before. We've never had a relationship before. But I just know God, and I don't know you, but I know God. And God uses people just like you. So I'm, every time I meet somebody new, I say, God, what, what is it you want to do in this relationship? How do you want to open this up for me? I want you to be open to every package God wants to send to you. Every message that you come to church with. Don't sit around and think, man, that was a good message for them. I am so glad they're here today. Looking across there going, is he here? God, I hope he's here today. That's for him. That's for them. No, no. Every time I come to church, I go, God, I, I, I've never heard that word, but it's for me. I'm grabbing a hold of that. I, God, you've got a shift for me. God, God, you've got something for every weekend service, every small group, every dream team. Come on, don't miss out on what God has for you just because you've never seen it packaged like this before. I tell this all the time about the Holy Spirit. Come on, this is a Spirit-filled church. Shout amen to that. Some people are scared of it because you think it's like Casper, the friendly ghost, or even worse, you don't know what it is. And I'm good with knowing God as a Father. God the Father makes sense. And I'm good with Jesus as the Son of the living God. That makes sense to me. But the Holy Ghost, get, leave Him out of here. I want nothing to do with no ghost. You know why? Because you've never seen it packaged right. You've, it, just because the package doesn't look like what you thought it was doesn't mean it's not for you. It's for you. You can be empowered. You can have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you active just don't just don't say well I've never seen it like that before God can bring provision and favor in your life in a package you've never seen shout amen to that number three I gotta hurry write this down I've started preaching less online you're welcome I thought I'd get a better amen or somebody throw money at me or something <laughs> number three a holy shift can end a season of waiting and make things happen faster than they normally would. A divine shift from God can end a season of waiting. And it can make things happen faster than they normally would happen. And this is what happened to us at City Hills. Possible bankruptcy. 
closed theater indefinitely. We, we don't know what we're going to do. Literally daily, hourly, our elders were meeting and talking and looking and praying and thinking and seeing and where and how and where could we go and what could we do and what God... I know you've got somewhere for us. If, if we ever get out of this quarantine, we're going to have church again. Where do we go? And we had no idea. And, and, and we were waiting and we were praying and Brandy and I would pray every night. My babies, I have a five-year-old who would pray for a building just to have church in. God, just, just we don't know what to do. And there were days I would, I would, I would my whole family would go to bed and I'd go sit in the loft on the couch and I'd just, I'd cry to God, God, what I look like a fool. What are we going to do? The season of waiting. Maybe you've been there the last four months. God, I lost my job three months ago. Two, two weeks into the quarantine, I've been laid off. And, and what am I going to do? And how are we going to make ends meet? And what's God going to do? How are you going to come through? I've been diagnosed with this for the last 12 months, the last 12 years. I don't know when you're going to come through. I'm so tired of this, God. Why? Why, why am I waiting this long for healing in our marriage? Why have I waited this long for healing in a relationship with my son that he'd come home and he would repent and we'd throw a party? Why have I been waiting this long? And maybe you're in a season of waiting. And i got to tell you today as I close that a divine shift from God, when God decides to shift the atmosphere, it will end a season of waiting and things will start happening faster than you could possibly ever imagine. And there's some stuff in your life as the keys comes to play. There's some stuff in your life that God wants to give you faster than you could have possibly imagined. A divine shift ended our season of waiting and made things happen faster than they normally would have. A shift from God is like, is like a car shifting gears. When you shift from second gear to fourth gear, the engine still runs at the same speed. It's not working harder, but you're going faster. You're covering more ground because you're in a higher gear. Write this down. Higher gears have higher capacity. And God has a shift in your life where there's more capacity for you. That God's going to send some stuff. Where's it coming from? I don't know. It could come from out in the middle of the sea. It could be quail. Quail? Yeah. It, it could be a job you never dreamed of. I, I didn't even apply there. How did they get my name? It, it could be a house that opened up. We've been praying for. I, I, we, we never thought possible we could have bought that house. We never dreamed possible God would open this up. I never thought my son would come home like this. My daughter would call and say what she just said. I never thought it would happen like this. I never thought my husband would be in church with me. I never thought God would fix it like He fixed it. But when there's a shift from God, it happens faster. And suddenly you realize I'm in another gear. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not working harder. I'm just experiencing a divine shift in my life where things are happening. I'm doing my best. I'm staying faithful. I'm trusting God. I'm being my best and momentum picks up and suddenly you're in the fast lane surging forward and God is doing what only God can do. By the way, that is the Word of God for you, for this church. That God will do more than we ever dreamed possible. Faster than we ever dreamed possible. Here's the fourth thing and I'll pray for you. When a divine shift comes in your life, the goodness of God goes beyond sustaining you to blessing you. 
Manna was to sustain them. Quail was to bless them. <laughs> and for too long, you've lived just getting by. God, just if, you can just if we can just get through today with no blow-ups, no craziness. God, if we can just get through this week with no, no major fight, yelling, cussing, fussing, throwing, hitting. God, if we can just get through this month, if you can just give us enough to get through the month. And God wants to give you more than... When divine shift comes in your life, it's more than just sustaining. It's blessing. God's goodness is not just for sustaining you. He's not just the God of enough. He's the God of more than enough. Say amen to that. You don't just need to survive. God wants to give you enough to thrive, to see your life as blessed. Not just so you could hoard it, but so you can be a blessing to others. To buy homes and give good things to your children. To send your kids to college. To give and support God's work in the earth. There's a shift coming that you break out, you break out of a place of sufficiency into a place of favor in your life. And the question is now asked, why would you settle for less than God's best? Why would you settle for that same depression you've had for three months, four months? Why would you settle for that divisive spirit all over the internet and all over Facebook? Why would you settle for a menial argument about who, who and what and how? Why would you settle for that base kind of living? Why would you settle for a life of sickness and, 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 and un unwholeness? Why would you settle for brokenness when you can be blessed? Why do we settle for just sustaining when God... I don't even know where it's going to come from, but I need something else. Send a shift. Send a shift. Bow your heads. Send a shift. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for everybody in the room today in a church online who needs a divine, holy, God-breathed shift in their life. Some of them have lived through the worst three or four months, the worst three or four years that they've ever walked through. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name for a shifting today. I prophesy out of the wind that it shifts direction. I speak to the trajectory of their relationships that, it's, that it shifts direction by the Holy Spirit of God. I pray for their family, their children, that it shifts, that the conversation shifts starts talking about the things of God again. They start asking questions again. I pray for a shift in the doctor's report. It was that, but it seems to be changing. I, we can't really explain why. Your last read was this, but, the, but the, this one's different. I pray for people who are struggling financially, questioning. This has been a tough season economically for them. They're wondering, are we always going to be battling this? Are we always going to barely have enough? No, no, no. There's a shift coming where you have more than enough. If I'm preaching to you, nobody's looking around. If that's you and you want to be included in that prayer, would you raise your hand and say, I need that in my life. I need that kind of shift. I'm tired of just barely getting by. I see you, I see you, I see you. Hands up all over the house. Hands up all over the house. Why don't you raise, why don't you, why don't you lower your hands and why don't you stand? I want everybody to stand in the building. As an act of faith, I'm going to give you a chance to respond to the Word of God. You know, it's not enough to just hear God's Word preached over you. You've got to respond to it. So if you raised your hand or you didn't, why don't you just sort of as an act of surrender to God, raise both of your hands in the air and receive this 
from the Lord. Father, I, I just pray in Jesus' name. Come on, pray out loud. Pray, pray, pray for yourself. Pray, pray for that shift to come in your life. Declare a shift over your marriage. Declare a, a divine shift over your relationships. Declare a, a divine shift over your, uh, over your children and in your relationships. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray the Holy Spirit would begin to move and do what I can't do. God, walk into these aisles and these chairs and move in people's hearts and lives. God, I'm asking you to heal what seems broken and, and to restore what seems lost and to pull back together what seems so fractured right now. God, I, I, I plead, God, the blood of Jesus Christ over their homes and their families and their health. and their God, I pray for our city. I pray for our city and our nation. God, what we're going through, the division, the hatred, the angst, the anxiety, the disruption. It's an attack of the enemy. And in Jesus' name, I take authority over every spirit of division. I rebuke division in Jesus' name. I rebuke anarchy in this spirit of anarchy. I pray for our authorities. I pray peace where there's hostility. I pray for love where there's hatred. I pray for calm where there's unrest. In Jesus' name, I pray for that unrest in our own hearts that we feel that discontent. God, I'm just asking you for peace. I pray for sleep. Come on, if you need sleep in Jesus' name. I pray for people who haven't slept in nights and weeks and months. This quarantine's messed you all up in Jesus' name. I speak that you'll sleep tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. He gives perfect sleep. He gives peace to them that He loves. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, for peace and rest to come back to their minds and their bodies. God, I'm declaring over them we're shaking off all of that quarantine I'm shaking off all of that and there's a shift coming. There's a shift in our church. God, there's a shift. Nobody's left behind, but we're shifting into another gear. I'm moving into revival season. We're moving into where people are saved and set free and delivered and hope is restored and life returns where there seems to be death. I prophesy to our new neighbors. Come on, why don't you pray with me? God, I pray for our neighborhoods in Chavano Park and San Antonio and Holotus and Leon Springs, God, I just speak life from Wurzbach Parkway, the medical center, all the way to Bernie and Comfort and Kerrville. God, I speak life up and down I-10 in Jesus' name. I declare it belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare revival in our neighborhoods, in our cities, in our schools, in our workplaces. God, what the devil meant for evil, what he thought he would take us down and take us out and isolate us and lock us up, I'm coming out in Jesus' name. We're breaking through and breaking out in Jesus' name. There's a shift happening and I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I receive it and declare it in Jesus. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you're there with your spouse or somebody you came to church with, just put your arm around them. Declare a shift in our home. There's a shift from depression. Come on, we've, we're a shift from isolation. I, I rebuke the spirit of darkness that's, that maybe hovered across our marriage and our home. That uncertainty that's got us worried at night. What's going to happen? How are we going to make it? Is the business going to survive? Is our marriage going to survive? Are our kids going to make it? Are we ever going to get out of this? In Jesus' name, 
there's a shift coming in our relationships, in our homes. I pray for our church and our families. And God, the strength of this house is the strength of our families. In Jesus' name, I speak peace and hope and healing and life over them. I, I, I rebuke division and stumbling blocks and sickness and disease and lack and poverty. I rebuke it off of them. I command it to leave them. I command the presence of the Lord into their homes. God, I command the blessing of the Lord on this church where unity is, where unity exists. The blessing of the Lord is commanded. I thank you for it. I declare it. We receive it as a family together. In Jesus' mighty name. Now God, I pray. I pray for what I don't know we need. God, as we enter this new season together as a church, I pray for divine unity. I rebuke every spirit of division in this church. Silence every detractor. Let God arise and let His enemies be scattered. In Jesus' name. I rebuke every stumbling block. I silence every voice of dissent. I declare faith lives here. Hope lives here. Help lives here. This is the Spirit of the Lord. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom in Jesus' mighty name. I rebuke disunity and hatred and racism. I stand against it as the sin that it is. It comes from hell and I send it back to hell where it came from. It has no place in our church, in our city, in my community, and in my heart. I declare the unity of God. We are one. We are one. We are Make us one as you and the Father are one. We are one in Jesus' name. And we stand against hatred. And we stand against anarchy and division. We'll submit to the authorities that God's placed over us. I pray for our law enforcement. I pray I lift them up. I lift up our government officials, our police force, our first responders. Father, I declare unity. Let it start in the church. Let it start with me. Let it start here in this place. In Jesus' name. I thank you for it. I believe you. our best days are yet to come. The best is yet to come in Jesus' mighty name. If you receive that blessing of the Lord, why don't you shout a big amen and give Him a shout of praise, everybody.